Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Rematch podcast. I'm Adam and on the Zoom with me today is of course Dan, Sam, Cam and Ollie. We are slightly rejigging our format for the next few weeks and we're going back to what we're supposed to be best at, talking mainly about football. There'll still be some totally unscripted and random chat in the middle and our end of show feature is now an end of show quiz. So be sure to stay with us for the next hour or so. Right, lads. Who's been to the? Who's been to the pub now? They've opened up. Who's been to the barbers this week? Well, I went to the barbers on my way home from work earlier, and it was it was quite a weird experience to be honest. It just it was just a random room on a street in Hull that said barbers in massive capital letters. It wasn't even a sign. It was just a massive poster. I'm not even sure the person that did it had, had any previous experience of doing um, haircutting before. I got in. Um, I got offered a cig by someone working in there with him. Don't know if that was a normal thing or not. And then when he was cutting the um, the person before me, he cracked up and a time. Um, again, I'm not sure that's a something that a barber should be doing. And then he he cut my hair. I'm pretty sure he was quite pissed. He, he was half cut. Because <laughs> oh, that is really good. Actually, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> but. But no, I'm just I'm just glad my bit cut to be honest. It was like a beehive on top of my head before that. Hey Ollie, you won uh, Dan's fantastic quiz last week, and you put the prize money to good use. I think everyone who listens should should know what you did with your winnings. Well, I didn't really know what to buy with two pound fifty to be honest. Um, I'd have just spent it on sweets. I didn't do this. So I decided to double up the prize. Being ended up spending five quid to adopt. To, Panda. Hey. I've got a I've got a letter somewhere about where he lives. It's a giant panda in the some wood in China. Oh, where does he live? On China. I think that's where they all live, isn't it? No, there's, there's got to be pandas in other places other than China. Like Ed in Brazil. You said panda remic. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should be his name. <laughs> No, we need to decide on the name. We had theories, didn't we? But well, we was going to do that thing that. Well, I, I don't think that this was ever agreed, but I think that I said about the um, who scores first about out of our, all of our clubs, and it was Dean Lewis Potter that scored first. And I'm I'm looking at him now, and he doesn't really look like a keen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Dan's Steve Pandanda was a fantastic. <laughs> I'm happy to call him Steve Pandanda. It means he's not called. Keen. Are we going to get eight weekly updates from this uh, panda, Ollie? I mean, they claim that they're going to give me weekly updates, but I just think they're lying to me. I think they just, I think they just got the same panda for everybody, and I wanted my own sort of unique one, and I don't think I've got that. I might ask for a refund. Yeah, it's a bit like when you can name a star, isn't it? Like, can, do you really own that star? No, I don't think you well, do. Do you own? Can we make? Can we go visit the panda one day? Rematch on tour. <laughs> Adam has got a passport now. I have got a passport now. Yeah. Is, is this a thing that we're going to do? I'm not going to China, but anywhere else. You're going to visit it. I mean, as, as cute as pandas look, I don't think you want to be next to one. I think it'll claw your eyes out, will it? <laughs> oh, you could have got like a life size version. <laughs> well, who's keeping all the backs? It's not going in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not trust Dolly next to a life size panda. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been a tough year, but I'm not that desperate yet. 
All right, so let's have a chat about football. And I want to talk about Newcastle. At halftime on Sunday, they were 1-0 down at Burnley. Twitter was full of toxic fans. And it looked almost inevitable that the tune were going to be relegated back to the Championship. Fast forward 45 minutes and they've come back from behind to win 2-1. And suddenly things look a bit more promising for the Magpies. So what do we all think actually about Newcastle? Because sometimes their fans come across as being perhaps a bit entitled. Sometimes uh, they they claim perhaps that they're an extremely big club and some people wouldn't agree with that. What do we actually make of, of Newcastle as a club? It's a difficult one, really, with Newcastle because they are, at the end of the day, a, a big club. If you go abroad and you say, do you, in a, say, for example, as a Middlesbrough fan, I go abroad and I say, I'm from Middlesbrough. They go, where's that? I always say, near Newcastle. That's just as simple as that. And, and that, that sums it up, really. They are a big city with a big following, a very nice stadium, and they've had a rich history with some great players down the years, especially Alan Shearer. But for the past, I don't even know how many years, we're talking 20-plus years now, they've done literally nothing. Did they win the Intertoto Cup? Was that what it was called? Yeah. And they were in uh, Europe saying, yeah, gee, weren't they? So perhaps 15 years, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, a size of Newcastle's stature, uh, the club the size of Newcastle's stature should be doing a heck of a lot more than that, especially with the investment they've had over the years as well. And I know this is where the difficulty comes because it's essentially they have blamed the last, I don't know how many years Ashley's been charged on, but they've, Blamed it all on Ashley. Since 2007, I think, when Mike Ashley yeah. took over. And in that period, I think they've reached the uh, European stages. It was UEFA Cup under Pardew, wasn't it, when they finished fifth in, I think it was the 11-12 season, mm-hmm. and then got to the quarterfinals of the Europa League the year after. And apart from that, it's been a pretty dire situation from a Newcastle perspective. They've been relegated to the Championship twice. Like Dan mentioned, a club of that size of that stature should never be really in the Championship. Of, of course, you're going to get ones that fall to, I mean, how long were leads in the Championship for? I think it was almost 20 years, wasn't it? Two decades in the wilderness, but that's what it feels like for Newcastle. And um, I guess it comes down to to that um, Mike Ashley scenario of, of they've wanted him out for goodness knows how long now and it's just that unhealthy size of Ashley doesn't want to sell and then he does and he keeps promising that he's going to sell the club this time we will get it over the line this time it will be done there was the rumours last summer of was it the Saudi Arabian prince that was going to be come involved and there was, you saw all the signs of oh we're signing Mbappe and things like that and I don't know whether that was just Newcastle fans jumping on the bandwagon it was a bit tug and cheek I don't think it was too serious but you've, if you've got the size of a club the size of Newcastle and they're spending the big books. I mean, they spent 40 million on Joe Linton. Um, you've got to be going somewhere other than a relegation battle. I think last year was Steve Bruce finish. I think he finished 13th with Newcastle last season, 44 points, something around there. This year has been a backward step. And a, and a club that says Newcastle always wants to see progress. It wants to be. But if we finish there last season, that's the benchmark for next season. And they've not lived up to that this year. Yeah, I think it, it depends what level in level of entitlement you're talking about because obviously like Sam said you do get these Newcastle fans that say that they belong in the Champions League places and after time you can't tell whether they're being serious or not I mean it's like Aidan on Twitter you, you see all him retweeting all these Newcastle fans and some of them do actually sound serious and then some of them do actually sound like they're, mm-hmm. they're having a joke but I think if you watch them this season you'll see that they probably do deserve a bit better than what they're getting under Bruce I mean it's 
it's absolutely horrific football. Even if they do grind out results, it's it's not pretty to watch. And it it goes back to that debate we've had a lot about whether results are more important than the performance. I know we've talked about it a lot with Guardiola at Man City, and it's it's one of them discussions that we could probably have for hours. But I think wanting better than battling relegation every season is more than more than respectable. I think when you talk about it, you talk, we're talking here about deserves a lot and, and things like that. I'd agree Newcastle are a big club and should be higher, but I, I definitely don't think they deserve to be higher because at the end of the day, you could go through all 92 clubs in the AFL and even below that with Notts County, for example, Adam, and <laughs> you could say, oh, well, they've had a rich history, so, mm. so they deserve to be higher. Mm. The amount of people I've heard that say Borough deserve to be in the Premier League. No, they don't. They really don't at all. They deserve to be exactly where you are. All fans think they deserve more than what, what they're getting. And that's just because football fans, of course, they're not one of, they pay a lot of money to these clubs and they think that they want, they want more for what, they, what they're paying. That's just the way of life with anything. But yeah, I don't, I don't agree with this whole deserves to be thing because Leeds fans are the worst for that, in fairness. They've always said that they deserve to be higher than what they are. And yeah, now they are higher than what, what they have been previous seasons and they're doing really well, but there's no way in hell that they deserved anything just because they've had a history. I think the problem for me with Newcastle fans over the past sort of five, six years, ever well, not five, six, ever since Rafa left, really, which is what, three years ago now, um, is that they put Rafa on such a pedestal that it was always going to be extremely difficult for the next manager coming in. And Steve Bruce has had to win over so many fans in, in his first, first couple of years. I think, barring in this season, the last two, he's pretty much averaged what Rafa did. Steve Bruce has signed St. Maximin, I think, for around 16 million. So and I know Joe Linton, Linton is the one that pulls that average way, way further out. But Rafa spent around five, six million pounds on players, as, as has Steve Bruce. I think that's just Joe Linton that's the awkward one that is the, kind of the anomaly in that sort of figure. Um, but it was always going to be a difficult job for Steve Bruce. And he's finished around as Rafa finished testing with Newcastle and then decided to leave and go to China. Steve Bruce then got 44 points, one less. And then I think he averaged the same last season again. So um, I, th- I think Steve Bruce has done a decent job, especially with all the things going alongside Newcastle. Um, the Ashley out saga and are we getting taken over? And he's had to deal with a lot. But I think this season has been below par. I'm not getting away from that. But I just think that it was always going to be a tough act to follow Rafa. Yeah, I'd, I'd completely agree with that. I'd, I'd say that if, if Steve Bruce was called a more foreign name and, and had won the Champions League in the past, like Rafa has, I think they wouldn't mind. But it's just because it's Steve Bruce and he's, he's, been a, he's a bit of a journeyman through England, isn't he, really? He's been at a lot of clubs and done a similar job with other clubs, kept them up. And being that sort of, I'm going to play basic football. But at the end of the day, Rafa didn't play nice football, I don't think. He did with Liverpool, but he had the players there. With Newcastle, he, he played, I think, a very similar style to what Steve Bruce is playing. And actually ended up in a very similar position in the league table because of it. He hasn't done too dissimilar a job, really. And I think I think Steve Bruce, yeah, he might not be... He's not a very inspiring man. He's not going to bring in your big names who Newcastle obviously wanted, your... He likes of Mbappe and players like that. Benitez would have more chance of bringing him in than Steve Bruce, let's be real. 
but obviously they haven't got the cash now anyway to go alongside <laughs> it. So it's 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 a difficult situation for Newcastle fans, but they've got to be realistic. And Mike Ashley isn't going anywhere anytime soon. It doesn't look like. I think the Ashley thing's a big factor of why Newcastle fans favour Benitez over Bruce. You could tell when Benitez was in charge that he was very anti Ashley. He wanted that takeover. Is this see Bruce is a bit of a yes man, and I think that's that's the kind of thing that they, they don't want. I mean, we've seen Bruce in the media slating journalists, and I think he's even banned some. And it's it's that sort of class and respect that I think Newcastle fans haven't liked about Bruce and he's shown it a bit over his career I'm sure Cam will speak a lot of, a lot about Bruce but I think I think that's the main reason why the favour Benitez over Bruce is it's all about Ashley yeah. I mean Rafa Benitez is a household name as well Steve Bruce at the time he was managing Sheffield Wednesday wasn't he a championship club that Cam correct me where were Sheffield Wednesday about the time that Steve Bruce was um, appointed he, he took over uh, in February of that season and basically secured a championship status. I think we ended up finishing by mid-table. Yeah, so- I think we could I think if we I think if we'd beaten Villa, his old club, I think we would have potentially yeah. been able to push for, for the playoffs. But I think it was probably gonna be a bit of a long Yeah. Shot. So a mid-table championship appointment isn't exactly the most inspiring thing, is it? When, once you've mm-hmm. gone from Rapid does this household name has won Champions Leagues. I think I, mean, I could be wrong, but I what I Inter- how I interpret it when I see Newcastle fans talking about it is that they always get annoyed how in the media people say sometimes what we've just said and that Bruce gets a certain number of results and you can get to a certain level and you're probably just about going to be all right. But it's more the fact that it is quite negative football and it's not particularly in- inspiring. Is is that in itself a, a fair comment? Because, I mean, I, I don't know if you watched the game against Burnley at the weekend. First half, they really weren't great. But second half, they, I thought they had a really good go at it. And they scored two decent goals, helped largely by Anatole Maximan. But, but but they played quite well. And they won the game 2-1 against a side who started the day above them in the, in the division. Yes, I know, I know it's Burnley. And we probably have similar conversations about Sean Dyer and his way of playing football. But it, a win's a win away from home. Moves your way through relegation zones. Is it is it fair that fans have this negativity surrounding the way that they play and that they should be playing better? I think from a Steve Bruce perspective, it's been really difficult the past few few weeks when you haven't had St. Maximan, you haven't had Almiron, you haven't had Callum Wilson. Um, Ryan Fraser, who they bought from Bournemouth to be that link-up player for Wilson as well, has just gone missing. I don't know whether he's injured, whether he spat his dummy out like he did at Bournemouth or whether something's happened with him that means he doesn't want to play for the football club anymore. Um, but if you don't have attacking players, you're never really going to score goals. Um, I, I just think that without those key players, it's going to be really difficult for Steve Bruce. And I know they've seen them slide down the table and go into that relegation battle. But that win against Burnley, like you say, puts them is it six points ahead of Fulham with a game in hand. Um, that's a healthy position to be in from a Newcastle's perspective. I know you'd want, always want to be higher, but let's be realistic at the moment you are in a relegation battle so if you can survive this season I think that's a job well done for Steve Bruce the thing is with the way that we play that the football is at the minute with no fans in stadiums I think that's kind of done Bruce a bit of service really because I think if if there was fans allowed half of well most of them would still be boycotting the stadium and Newcastle would lose a heck of a lot of money, I feel, because the TV money goes out the window, doesn't it, if, if, if COVID wasn't in place and more games, obviously, aren't on TV then. So I think that if COVID didn't happen and the pandemic didn't happen, I think Steve Bruce would have been out of a job 
because I don't think Mike Ashley. The one thing Mike Ashley does care about is getting the revenue in, and to get revenue in, you need bums on seats. They wouldn't have got that if if the pandemic hadn't happened. I don't think. I think the fans would have thought this is too negative. I'm boycotting it until the times change. Cameron and I think Ollie could, could, could can answer this as well because you've watched Steve Bruce mm-hmm. football with Sheffield Wednesday, granted yeah. not for very long, and Ollie mm-hmm. you probably saw him play it like that um, with Hull for a season or two at least. Um, it has has the way he's changed. Uh, sorry, has the way that he sets up the team, the way he plays, changed because when he particularly when he was at Hull, perhaps even Sheffield Wednesday, and virtually every other club he's been at. To be honest, I can't remember his negativity, which is what makes me think it's. Newcastle fans, or or have I just not heard the negativity before? Because perhaps the fan base isn't so vocal in their opinion. Well, yeah, I, I don't. I said there was there was never any complaints um, when he was at Wednesday with the style of football. Not from not from what I, I remember anyway. Um, certainly, if I think now we, and I think about the formations and the tactics, it, it does seem it does seem that he was playing similar things. When in similar formations at Wednesday, the, the, what he's doing at Newcastle now, I, I think he probably is more defensive in Newcastle simply because he's playing in the Premier League. Whereas we Wednesday, granted, when he took over, we were, we were bottom half and sort of sleepwalking into, into a relegation battle, but we still had plenty of quality quality on the pitch there, and uh, and I think he, he he managed to get the best out of it. Um, but yeah, no, he, he was still. Mixing between a five, five or a four at the back, wins like he's doing with Newcastle. And, and look, I don't think we were <laughs> we were free scoring or or anything like that. But but certainly he came in, and the first thing that most managers seem to do when they come to Wednesday is to try and try and shore us up. And he certainly certainly did that. And um, and yeah, no, I, I I don't look, I don't watch Newcastle loads for the full ninety minutes. But but certainly what I do see in Newcastle, I don't think that. They're overly defensive at all. I think they do sometimes give it a go, and I think they give it a go with with what they've got. You know, like we mentioned about Callum Wilson, Callum Wilson, and Alan St. Maxman coming on. You know, they're two fantastic attacking players that you know obviously play better when you play in attacking football or, or at worst counter attacking football. So look, I think he's doing the best that he can with the players that he's got. And granted, yeah, okay, he could have maybe spent the Joe Linton money a bit better, but. But he's not had low, not had loads to spend, as we've as we've mentioned. So, you know, I think I, I think where Newcastle are at the minute, you know, isn't really too far off where they where they should be expected to be. And I don't think I think Steve Bruce knows that. I think that's affecting the way that he's playing football. Yeah, I mean, when he was in charge of Hull, I think he was in charge for four years, and it's probably the most successful four years of the club. As I don't think most fans would consider him probably the greatest manager in in Hull's history and I remember that first year in 2012 he played a three at the back which not a lot of managers did at that in that era and a lot of managers followed suit um, after that obviously we saw Chelsea win the league with that three at the back formation and that was considered something new and exciting even though Bruce was doing it in the in the championship with Hull for quite a while but it's, it's a lot different to, to now I, I remember at Villa he had a lot of exciting players and it was just it was just boring grim football even though he was still getting results and I think he did nearly get them promoted um, still. It's just, I don't know what it is. It just seems to change really quick. Sometimes it is really exciting at one club and then the next it'll be really boring. I, I, I don't know whether it's just whether he goes in, looks what players he has and then decides what style of play he's going to play with, with them players. I think at Villa there was an issue with 
uh, centre halves, wasn't they? Getting getting centre halves in. I think obviously they turned to to John Terry at, at one point, but I think they did have a bit of a centre half crisis. So I don't know if that affected the way he was playing. Obviously, um, you know, you, you might be the best decision sometimes to play a bit more negative and maybe put an extra player in, in midfield or in front of the back four to protect. I think I think there was. I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that the Villa had a centre centre back issue or a defensive issue of some sort where they were struggling players. I know at one point um, I don't know if it was Steve Bruce that brought him back, I remember Chris Samba playing for the Villa at centre-off. Yeah. If that doesn't scream defensive crisis, then I don't know what does. Realistically as well, if if Newcastle fans wanted rid of Bruce, which manager do they think wants to come in and, and manage this football club? Because yeah, we've discussed how big they are as, as a football club and obviously the, the fans around them, if, if they did get that feel factor back, but the feel factor is not going to be back until Ashley goes. What manager is going to want to come in to this negativity with under that owner? Who who would want to take charge of that other than someone like Steve Bruce? I, I don't I don't know who else would want to realistically come in, and who would understand the football club enough to come in as well? Because obviously Rafa Benitez came from um, well, he's managed in England before. He knows what Newcastle United is all about. Understands the fans. Managers abroad, I don't think they'll understand what's, what, what exactly is going on. So they're, they're after these big names, it sounds like, but I don't, I don't know who they're expecting. There's a plenty of English managers about that, that potentially would be looking at a club of Newcastle stature. But I think it is all about who wants to work with Mark Ashley rather than who wants to go and manage so, Newcastle. So by that, right, you mean, you mean Eddie Howe? Is, is well, I mean, Eddie Howe. <laughs> Lampard, Chris Wilder. Lampard. I, I um, can't see Lampard ever going there under Ashley. I can't see how ever going there. Under well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is in that I'm under under any other owner yeah. or most other owners. Then I think a lot of a lot of people would take look for the Newcastle job yeah, as yeah. an option. I think. Yeah, but, but yeah, the question is who wants to work under Ashley? And I don't mm. think. Yeah, you know, sounds like a terrible game show, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> who wants to work under Mike Ashley? <laughs> This is the thing I never understood about Newcastle fans wanting Eddie Howe. I mean, he spent a lot of lot of money with Bournemouth. Obviously, he had them years where he, mm. he took them up. But when it got to the Premier League, he spent he spent loads, and I think that really went under the radar. And then he took them down. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce is not spending as much and keeping him up. It's it's just it's a weird one. Well, they broke it's financial about fair play, practice. didn't they, in the Championship? Because they ended up getting yeah. fined for it a few years later, which was a bit ridiculous to be honest. But but yeah, no, he was definitely yeah. Eddie Howe spent. A lot of money. I don't. I don't remember it at the time. It just felt like a nice feel-good story that Bournemouth was getting for a little old Bournemouth. But but yeah, I know it's definitely. Yeah, they've had a bit of backing, and like you said, I, I can't imagine Eddie Howe managing Newcastle. Not not at the minute. Maybe, maybe if the under uh, you know a, a a billionaire billionaire owner, but you know, but I don't, no, it's not, I can't picture it under Ashley. I, I I don't know who I could. Picture, to be honest. Dude, Bruce, that's that's my point. I, I think it's just well, that's yeah. the only manager who would stick it out and be happy to to manage this club at the current moment in time because he's yeah he's one of them smash and grab sort of managers, isn't he? To go so, back to your previous point, Dan, I think it would be similar to actually Sunderland when when they were changing of man uh, sorry changing of owners and it was a will they won't the scenario you you get a manager in who is actually gambling on Mike Ashley selling the club. I think that's what any new manager would coming in would be thinking is how I'm, I'm going to come in but I'm, I'm gambling on my actually selling the club in, in three four months and then I can build the project that I want to I think until that point uh, Steve Bruce is is going to be your man but I think with the likes of Newcastle you're always going to get applicants because of the 
the history of the club, the prestige, um, and and just the fan base surrounding it, you're always going to get people interested in managing Newcastle United because if they're the ones to get it right, then you'll go down in folklore as the the manager who got Newcastle back to where they see that it should be. If you can get Newcastle back to European places, then you're going to be remember. You never have to buy, buy a pint again in Newcastle. No, Alan Pardew got Newcastle Europe. He did, and then he got a six-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> So every week we're asking you, the listeners, to send in your questions that you want us to answer. You could be looking for advice, want to genuinely hear our opinions on what's going on in the world, or just want us to talk about something really silly. Tweet us your questions at Rematch Podcast and we could be discussing your question next week. But for this week, we've had a question from Sam in Ashby de la Zouche in Leicestershire. And Sam in Ashby de la Zouche in Leicestershire asks, what is your best and worst all-time flavour of McFlurry? Now this is Hard-hitting, big questions. Mm, the real journalism. Um, oh, yeah, I know. Too right. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to begin. Uh, and I'm also, if we've got any... <laughs> I very much doubt that we will have any embarrassing McDonald's stories. But if we do, now's the time to share them. Um, mm. cause, because I do. And so I thought I'd, it might give you a laugh. Uh, last week, I went through a drive through um, which I happened to accidentally call the Mick drive through which is quite awkward. Um, and then I also, and then I proceeded to ask for a raspberry flake McFlurry, uh, <clears throat> and I proceeded to ask for a raspberry flake Mc. I don't know. If I can't say that word. <laughs> Not possible. McDrive. Try once more. And I proceeded to ask for a raspberry flake McFlurry, uh, only to be told that there weren't any, and I uh, felt quite stupid when you ask for something that's not on. Um, but that, for me, is my is my best flavour of McFlurry. I said the raspberry flake ones. That surprises me, Adam, good. because I remember. Going all the way to AFC Files for you to have a celebration with McFlurry, and then you didn't no, get no, right, no, no. There's so many parts of that story which you know are not right, and you've said it before, but I'll correct you again. Uh, <laughs> you first of all had never been to Blackpool, so we went, I was going to Files, yeah. get in my car, and we'll go to Blackpool, and then you're like, oh, let's get some food. So we went to McDonald's. Yeah, it was it was a demand, it wasn't a request. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I said, oh, I've seen it here, I wouldn't mind trying one of those new celebrations McFlurry's, and they didn't have any, but thankfully I didn't get to the window and ask for one to be told, oh, don't, don't do them. Like I did last time. Well, I think I'd have to agree with you. Mine is also a uh, raspberry flake McFlurry. Yeah, I'd, I'd, go along with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go along with that. I, th- I think the raspberry one's got a nice little bit of difference to, to it. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. half the time you get them and they've got literally nout on them. It's just ice cream <laughs> and it's a bit boring. Like, it's just a couple of little chocolate pieces. The dairy milk ones are the worst. Because you don't get no, a sauce. No, 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 no. Yeah, they are. No, no. Come on. You don't disrespect <laughs> the dairy milk. milk yeah, I've got, got there, Ollie. Correct is. I'm going cream egg is my favourite. Is that a good shout or not? <laughs> I used to like cream egg, but it's too kiddy. I think it's a bit sickly now. I think the standard, I, I don't know. I just like, if you ask me now and you put me on a spot, I'd probably just say Oreo. Because like they always that? have. <laughs> 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 they don't have a cuddly <laughs> McFlurry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, because they, they always have Oreo on, don't they, all the time. Um, but I think I think something a bit different, probably the Galaxy Caramel. I think I, I remember. I don't. To be fair, I don't really. I don't really have that many flurries, to be honest. But um, which might be controversial. But um, but you know, I, I remember that one being quite nice. The Galaxy uh, Caramel. Yeah. You can tell the difference between paying one twenty nine from a flurry. 99p, can't you? Because the 129 ones are always of a higher standard as, as they should be, warranting the 20 pence more that you pay for them. But, but for, it is worth pence. the 20 pence more as well. 30 30 pence, pence. Yeah. Isn't it? 99 to 129? 
Ace 30 pence, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's staying in as well. Yeah. You could have just added that out with your. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I, I, you know, Sam, I, was, I was secretly on your side for a second. <laughs> yeah. I think you need um, to sign up for Adam's tutor in classes. Me. Spend about an hour, mate. Join. I'll tell you what is. It's <laughs> about an hour. I'll tell you what's enough about the new McFlurries, though, right? The, the, um, they're just the cardboard. Is it cardboard? Oh, Something? yeah. No, it's a cardboard. Is it what's it made in cardboard? It's paper, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think it feels I like know. it's paper, it's wet. But I, I know it's good for the environment, whatever you right? But bring back the plastic lids because I kept it cool, right? And it was it was much better and a much more enjoyable experience. Now, when I get it home, because everyone buys a McFlurry with their meal because you're not going back up to the counter. So when you buy the McFlurry with the meal, by the time you've got to it, it's already melted. So what's first. the bloody point? What ice cream before that? Nah. I know wrongins, right? Who dip their fries in the McFlurry and stuff. That's wrong. You strike me as the type of person who'd do that, though. Yeah, I agree, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fries and a milkshake as well. It was quite nasty the other day because I, w- I went with Alex to um, to, to McDonald's and I, she got a McFlurry that I wasn't actually allowed to eat and I had to sit with it on my lap for oh, the full yeah. journey and it was just like, oh, no, this is torture. Can you not have had any of it? I had a little touch of the ice cream but that could have been cross-contaminated with gluten oh, so I, I don't oh, know yeah. it's risky it's risky can i tell you my shock for worst yes please uh, see the, the reason i like mcflurries is because i think they're quite soft and nice on your mouth but smart is mcflurries <laughs> yes smart is mcflurries i agree yeah they're they break your teeth with a little bit it's not like <laughs> a smart it's just like a little it's just a little bit of a smarty it just really yeah. your teeth. It's like shoveling gravel down your mouth. That is why Sean Sh- Dyche has got that voice. He's been Smarty McFlurries. Oh, Sean Dyche eats Smarty McFlurries. Title of the podcast. We can't have a, we can't have two Sean Dyche things. Oh, yeah. titles. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I forgot about the earlier one. <laughs> Sean Dyche. Mm. Sean Dyche. Oh. <laughs> How have you even thought of that? Because Dyson twice doesn't even, doesn't even really go. <laughs> so the fact you thought more. of that, oh. quick maths, quick maths. Yeah, I like Sam. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, where is Ashby Della Douche? By the way, actually, <laughs> 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 fair, mate. He's actually from the same village as me, but he sometimes lives with his girlfriend in Ashby Della Douche. So I picked that one because it sounds like a much more fun name to say. Well, it sounds like it's like in Azerbaijan somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Well, it, like... well, it it derives from French. I can't remember why, but it's just called Ashby. But it's a but it, it's like Hull is uh... it's officially Kingston upon Hull, but no one ever called that. It's just called Hull. It's just Ashby, but officially it's Ashby de la Zouche. Oh, de la Douche is brilliant, though. Dan. If we Douche. could get a petition to rename it that, I'm all for it. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as we said at the top of the show, our feature for the next few weeks is going to be a quiz as nicely started by Dan with his mini eggheads last week. The host will take inspiration from a quiz or game show, put a rematch spin on it, and the winner at the end of the season will win something. This week, lads, you're playing a question of football. All of the four rounds have been taken from the long-running hit BBC quiz show A Question of Sport, but this time they all have a link to football. This quiz will be played in teams, 2v2, and by drawing balls out of my bag, I can reveal that the two teams are Ollie and Sam, 
versus Dan and Cam. Right, Ollie and Sam, I've got you going first. And, and this is round one. This is called the two-minute round, which on question sport is the one-minute round. But uh, <coughs> it's two minutes because there's going to be a few more questions and to allow for the lag. So I'll read as many questions as I can in the allotted time. Either of you and your pair simply must shout the right answer or pass before we can move on. We'll come back to past questions if we have the time. So if you get the question wrong, get again. There are 10 points available. So you haven't got to confer, just shout out your answers. And if oh, okay. says it, so then that's fine. Yeah. So if um, I say it wrong first time, it's not like... No, just keep guessing. Just keep guessing. If, you, if you're wrong, don't matter, just keep guessing. So this is just for Ollie and Sam. So Dan and Cam, if you want to shout him answers, then I wouldn't. Otherwise, you're just going to give them points. <laughs> All right. Are you ready, Ollie and Sam? Yes. Two minutes on the clock. The time starts. Now, who scored Man City's late winner at home to Borussia Dortmund in Tuesday's Champions League tie? Phil Foden. Phil Foden. Correct. Which Liverpool player shares his first name with an English river? Trent. Correct. How many goals did Jesse Lingard score in West Ham's victory over Leicester on Sunday? Two. Two. Correct. Vital Loans. Vital Loans is an anagram of which English football club? Port Vale? No. No. Just think of one with a V. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Correct. Who wears shirt number 27 for Middlesbrough this season? Uh, 27. I oh, know. Uh, Mike Steele. No, um, he's two. 27. Marcus Brown. Mark Bowler. Um, Mark Bowler's correct, yeah. Which EFL side can be abbreviated to FGR? Forest Green. Correct. Three non Europeans have scored over 100 Premier League goals. Who are they? Drogba. Drogba's correct. Um, Ikubu? Wrong. No. Got 50 seconds left to keep the guesses coming. Dwight York? Correct. And um, not Salah? Nope. <laughs> Three non-European squad over 100 Premier League goals. One left. Aguero. How many questions have we got left? Aguero's correct. So well done. Shout out, You did that with 31 seconds remaining, which doesn't get you any points at all unless it's a draw. In which case, I'll jot it down in case we go to a tie break. Uh, but full house, 10 out of 10. Well played. You're nervous now? Wait, come, you ready for your round? Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I may as well go on mute. I am, I am worried because I want to go some of those. Okay. Yeah, me as long as get Aguero, though. So, <laughs> cheeky. The name <laughs> the these, will be, <laughs> these will be in a very similar format and the questions will be very similar uh, in terms of what order they're asked in. But are you ready? Yep. Yeah. Two and on the clock, your time starts. Now, who scored Chelsea's second goal at Porto in a 2 0 Champions League win on Wednesday night? Ben Chilwell. Correct. Who did Middlesbrough lose 1 0 to on the opening day of this season? Watford. Correct. Who scored twice for Leeds in their 2 1 victory the Etihad on Saturday? Stuart Dallas. Correct. Rum Hot Pots. Rum Hot Pots is an anagram of which English football club? Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Rum hot pots. Portsmouth. Correct, it is Portsmouth. Oh, Sam Winnell joined which team upon release from Sheffield Wednesday in the summer? Oxford United. Correct. Which EFL side is often abbreviated to BHA? Correct. As of the beginning of 2021, which three referees have officiated the most Premier League matches? Mike Dean. Correct, number one. Um, Howard Webb. 
Not right. <laughs> um, Stuart Atwell? Uh, Not right. Still got a minute left. What's his, what's his name? I don't know where I've said that. Um, I thought the beginning. Neither do I. Dan. <laughs> I think it's Ron Atkinson. Martin Atkinson. Correct. Number two. Martin um, Atkinson. Oh. Um, oh, what's the. 40 seconds left. What, what's the one? Oh, uh, he's bald. What's the bald one called? Oh, there's many. They're not, all bald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Not um, Lee Mason. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, that's wrong. Just have interest. Lee Mason's not right. Is, 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 it, is it current yeah. refs? Is it current? Might be. Oh, what's, three what's referees have visited the most Premier League matches. Martin, 15 Martin, seconds Martin, left. Martin oh, Martin. Good, good guess, not right. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Five seconds left. Um, oh, what's the guy's name? Oh, I don't know. I can't think. I'm not going to get his name. You're out of time, I'm afraid. Yes. Unlucky. But no, is not a bad guess. It's not Dermot Gallagher. <laughs> uh, any other two last What is it, Sam Ali? Who's have interest, Sam Ali? Oh, we were, oh, guess, we were talking to each other. Yeah, we said Peter Walton, Alan Wiley. None of them. He's still refing now. Halsey? No, no. Oh, John Moss. Michael Oliver. Not Mo- Neither. I'll tell you. Andre Mariner. Andre Mariner? Oh. oh <laughs> <big Andre. laughs> the lag might have just helped you there. So, uh... But, okay, so one in it. 10 out of 10 for Sam and Ollie. 9 out of 10 for Danica. Yeah. Okay, round two. Quite well, yeah. Is the mystery guest round. Now, I know you're thinking, how's this going to work? Uh, but you're about to hear 10 voices. They are all from the world of football in some capacity, apart from the last one, which is a bonus, who is instead talking about sport in general. I'll play the clip twice. A bonus two points if you can tell me the slightly obscure link between voice three and voice ten. Now, I need, you, I need both of you and your pairs to write down your answers individually. I'll, I'll advise typing them out for this and send them to me. All write them and then take a photo, whatever's easiest. Oh, okay. Your team oh, will get a point for every right answer. Even if you don't individual... both get the answer right. So if you do we split two... one by one? Sorry. Uh, no, I'll play all ten in one in one go. Uh, so they're all in some way to football part of the last one who's uh, talking about sport. Uh, and then the last one, voice ten, has an obscure link to voice three for a bonus two points. So you need to each write down your ten and your bonus, and your team will get a point for every correct answer I receive. So even if you don't both get the answer right. You'll still get one point if one of you has. If that all makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a link between three question three and question ten. Yeah, voice three and voice ten. I will play it twice if if you want me to, but I'll probably play it twice anyway for the people at home. Right. So you can all see my screen, can't you? Yeah. Yes. Right. Hopefully you'll all be able to hear us as well. So here we go. Mystery guess. One. Yeah, and I think in that spare time, I mean, that was when he, I did more football sort of punditry and things yeah. like that, yeah. and just looked at the future because. 31 years of age, you retire, it, it, it's quite a big deal. And you look and you think, big wide world, all I've ever known was football. Yeah. And you think, what am I going to do now? You know? Two. <laughs> uh, you forget, you speak about blah, 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 but we are in Champions League. Three. Um, so there was the devastation of that. And then after we'd played there, we then went to Djibouti, which uh, we played in a refugee camp, uh, which was incredible. And then on to Buenos Aires. You know, obviously, I have my own history with playing against Argentina and, and uh, over the years. Four. Well, i always been obsessed with the football, of course, since I was a young boy. <clears throat> As I said before, my dream was to be a big international football player. It didn't happen. 
Then I got the chance to become a coach very early. I stopped playing when I was 27 and started coaching. Five. Well, it's an unbelievable feeling. Um, I was here in England for six years. Yeah. And I respect English people a lot because they are very polite and they respect. <laughs> no, but it's true. Uh, the timing that I spent here, the people treat me unbelievable. I'm never going to forget that. Six. I think I was a little bit punished, a little bit heavy, uh, but uh, as I say, not a very pleasant experience. But it's all behind me now. It's it's over and done with, and and hopefully, uh, I'd like to think I've learned a little bit from it. Seven. Didn't have the best of form, you know, the, the whole qualification and 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 you know, and before the, the World Cup too, and now it seems that it all get, get, falls into place, and you know, now the confidence there. And it, it lifts the team, and you know that that makes a lot of difference. I think. Eight. Uh, very difficult. In fact, it's been a tough choice. But I have decided. I oh. really have. So, do you lot remember when Saturday nights on ITV started with this? Nine. Just to be back in my hometown of Middlesbrough with all my people, what a great end to the week. It's been phenomenal. And I just want to say that I've got nothing but love for all of those people, and, and thank you for supporting me throughout the. Ten. There's some strange people about, and people into dangerous sports. What's, what's life worth if it's not worth living dangerously? I'll tell you, longer. Okay, so would you like to play that again? Oh. Um, yes, I will yes. play it again. Yeah. I'm, don't a, forget... I'm having a Mary with one of them. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, they don't all into football that. in some way. Some of them might be slight, slight, slightly loose links to football, apart from the last one. And don't oh, forget your okay. bonus. Well, no, I know, what I had number eight, I thought. <laughs> that's, that's not football. Right? <laughs> well, uh, well, was he? That's the thing. Um, so don't forget the bonus between voice three and voice ten. Okay, I'll play it again. One. Yeah, and I think in that spare time, I mean, that was when he, I did more football sort of punditry and things yeah. like that, yeah. and just looked at the future because thirty-one years of age, you retire. It, it's quite a big deal, and you look and you think, big wide world. All I've ever known was football. Yeah. And you think, what am I going to do now? Two. Uh, you forget, you speak about blah, 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 but we are in Champions League. Three. Um, so there was the devastation of that. And then after we'd played there, we then went to Djibouti, which uh, we played in a refugee camp, uh, which was incredible. And then on to Buenos Aires. You know, obviously I have my own history with playing against Argentina and, and uh, over the years. Four. Well, i always been obsessed with the football, of course, since I was a young boy. As I said before, my dream was to be a big international football player. It didn't happen. Then I got the chance to become a coach very early. I stopped playing when I was 27 and started coaching. Five. Well, it's an unbelievable feeling. Um, I was here in England for six years. Yeah. And I respect English people a lot because they are very polite and they respect... <laughs> No, but it's true. Uh, the timing that I spent here, the people treat me unbelievable. I'm never going to forget that. Six. I think I was a little bit punished, a little bit heavy. Uh, but uh, as I say, not a very pleasant experience, but it's all behind me now. It's, it's over and done with. And, and hopefully, uh, I'd like to think I've learned a little bit from it. Seven. Didn't have the best of form, you know, the, the whole qualification and, 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 you know, and before the, the World Cup too. And, now it seems that it all get, get, falls into place, and you know now the confidence there, and it, it lifts the team, and you know that that makes a lot of difference, I think. 
Eight. Uh, very difficult. In fact, it's been a tough choice. But I have decided. I oh. really have. So, do you lot remember when Saturday nights on ITV started with this? Nine. Just to be back in my hometown of Middlesbrough with all my people, what a great end to the week. It's been phenomenal. And I just want to say that I've got nothing but love for all of those people and, and thank you for supporting me throughout the... Ten. There's some strange people about and people into dangerous sports. What's, what's life worth if it's not worth living dangerously? I'll tell you, longer. So there we go. Some of them are difficult, um, but hopefully you'll have some answers. So when you do, please send them across to me and I'll say how many you get right. And don't forget to put your bonus between voice three and voice ten. Darling Cam, you both did the same thing for six and seven. You both wrong. <laughs> oh, God. oh really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't think six was right either. So, uh, no, I didn't think seven was right. I knew seven. I, five, six, and seven for me were difficult. That's weird. Both put the same for seven. Five. Not, I, I'm right with five. I'm, I'm not. I am. Not. Not a huge gulf between you and if, and and Ollie has got the bonus right, which makes me very happy indeed. Oh. So I will tell you, number one, which you all got right, was Jamie Redknapp. Number two, which you all got right, was Claudio Ranieri. Number three, all but Dan said David Beckham, and it is David Beckham. Oh, no, sorry. I, 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 yeah, I know you did. I've ticked in the wrong place, yeah. I know you did. <laughs> oh, hang on, let's say that again. Number three, which you all got right, was David Beckham. Uh, number four, everyone but Ollie got this right. Svenjo and Eriksson, number four. Oh. Uh, number five, Ollie and Cameron, correct. Cristiano Ronaldo. I what? got that right as well. One, two, yeah, 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 yeah. Number five, everyone but Sam got <laughs> <laughs> number five everyone got right other than Sam with Cristiano Ronaldo uh, only Ollie got number six which was George Best it had a few guesses of Martin O'Neill oh, which is uh. not the worst guess uh, no, no one got seven right Reed Van Nistelrooy was number seven do you know what I, I did, it did cross my mind genuinely uh, number eight Paul House yeah. four, sorry go on, go on no, no. number eight everyone got right the former Brentford footballer Bradley Walsh uh, not his most famous four, of course Number nine, um, I think everyone other than Cameron, I think, got number nine right. It is, uh, oh no, oh, I've done it again. <coughs> everyone got number, <laughs> everyone got number nine right as well. Uh, James Arthur. Now, for the people listening at home who think yeah. how that listen linked to football, Dan, would you like to explain how, how that linked to football? <laughs> yeah, I played against him the other night at goals, <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, it was pretty awful. <laughs> well, I thought we'd like to chuck in. Um, okay. The last one, Ollie's got right. So, Ollie, you don't say anything. If the other, th- if the other three can work out the link, I'm not going to give you any points, but just for a laugh. Number 10 was correctly identified by Ollie and was Jasper Carrot. So, who can link three and 10? Now they know who they were. I don't know who he is, Adam. I can't lie. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. That is shocking. <laughs> Go- oh, is it because oh, Beckham was labelled Golden Balls? Golden Balls is the link, yes. Brilliant. Well done, Ollie. Nickname was Golden Balls. Balls. Jasper Carrot hosted Golden Balls. Oh. So well done, Ollie. Deserves two point bonus there. Uh, so Sam and Ollie, you got sixteen points there. Dan and Cam got twelve, and so probably not as bad as you thought it was going to be. We're always underplayed, Cam. Always. <laughs> no, because you thought you dogs. even said yourself. I think I've done this. I think I've done it awfully here. If you thought that was hard, strap in for the next round, which is really difficult. <laughs> so I apologise. Oh, this is what you'll need your pen and paper for. Make sure you've got a lot of space here. Yep. Then around three is the observation round. Now, again, you're probably going to think, how's this going to work on a, virtual, on a virtual call? But here we go. I will play you a clip from a night, an audio clip, I should say, 
from a 1984 episode of the BBC show Grandstand, the old version of what we would probably call Final Score. You will hear the classified scores in one league from that day's action. I will play the one-minute clip once. I strongly advise you to make as many notes as you can, and I equally advise you to pay particular attention, if you can, to the teams mentioned. Five questions will follow at the end of the minute. As of the last round, each write down your answers and your team gets one point for each correct answer I receive. So I, I don't know if you've ever seen observation rounds on the real question of sport, where it's like, what colour was the ball at second three, for mm. example. Write down as much as you can. Five questions will follow. And that's all I'm going to say. The two worst people at shorthand have been put on the same team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. All, all I'll say is good luck. League Division 2, Barnsley 0, Sheffield Wednesday 1, and Blackburn mm. against Charlton Athletic, <laughs> match postponed. Cardiff City against Middlesbrough, late kickoff. Carlisle United 2, Swansea City 0, Chelsea 3, Oldham Athletic 0, Crystal Palace 0, Leeds United 0, Derby County 1, Cambridge United 0, Fulham 2, Newcastle United Two. Grimsby Town three. Portsmouth four. Huddersfield Town against Brighton Hove Albion late kickoff. Manchester City one. Shrewsbury Town nil. And there's that Cardiff City Middlesbrough result just coming in. Cardiff City two. Middlesbrough one. Ah, enough. <laughs> Okay, I'm going, quickly, I'm, going, I'm going to quickly give you all five questions whilst it might still be fresh in your mind. So question number one, please we'll all write these down individually. Which league's results were being read out? Which league's results were being read out? Question Are one. we texting you again? Uh, yeah, we'll write them down and then, and then text me individually, yeah. Question two, which fixture was postponed? Oh. I think, I think it might be the best quiz I've ever done this round. I'm so happy with it. Seeing your faces struggling through it. Question three. Who were Huddersfield hosting in the late kickoff? Oh, <laughs> that's messed up my question too. Who were Huddersfield hosting in the late kickoff, unfortunately? No, no, oh, I'm just going to change it, swap it. I think you've got all of these, Sam. <laughs> no. Question four. Name one of the four teams who drew. Name one of the four teams who drew. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I wrote the wrong question. Damn it. What happens if we can name more? Then good yeah, for you, know. show off. You get one point still. <laughs> Last question. Which club mentioned is mm-hmm. the lowest in today's football pyramid? I'm I'm really sorry. Which club mentioned is the lowest in today's football pyramid? And then when you've done that, please send your answers to me. Can I question two again, please? You can. In fact, I'll read all five again for everyone playing along at home. Oh, I've just said. Um, Sorry, Dan. Which league's results were being read out? Question two. Which fixture was postponed? Question three. Who were Huddersfield hosting in the late kickoff? Number four, name one of the four teams who drew. And number five, which club mentioned is the lowest in today's football pyramid? 
Well, you've all scored at least something, so that's good. Okay, I'll give you the answers first. So you all got the first one right. The League Division 2. So, you've, so Some of you put sponsors in, but, uh, but you all said Division 2, so you'll all get a point for that. The second one, the fixture that was postponed was Blackburn versus Charlton. So I've given Sam Dan Oh, put it the wrong way around! I've given... Uh... <laughs> I could have gone any further away from that. Oh, I said if switch instead of Blackburn. Uh, but I've given oh. you, I sound down. I have given you half a point because you got one of the teams oh, thank right. You. Oh, thank you, thank you. No one got question three. Huddersfield were hosting Brighton in the late kickoff. Oh, oh no! Oh. I knew <laughs> said, oh, no. <laughs> no. Sam said Brighton. Uh, sorry, Cam said Brighton number two. Uh, the four teams who drew were Crystal Palace, Leeds, Fulham, and Newcastle. So point to Sam. Point to Cam. And three of you got the last one, which I'm very surprised with. Only Cameron got it wrong, and you were, and you and you got the second lowest no, team in the pyramid. <laughs> uh, counted old, old Athletic, very good guess, but Grimsby Town, the lowest in the pyramid. So very well done. So I will now play the clip again. Oh, this no. time, three questions will follow, and all the answers mm-hmm. will be numerical. So you may wish to make note, particularly note of the numbers. Uh, you may might not want any make. You might not want to make any more notes. It might just confuse what you've already written. Up to you. On each occasion, the nearest person to the correct answer bags their team a point. And if you bang on, I'll give you two. Okay. So I'll play the clip again. Three questions will follow. And they, the answers I require are all numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. League Division 2. Barnsley nil. Sheffield Wednesday, 1. Blackburn Rovers against Charlton Athletic, match postponed. Cardiff City against Middlesbrough, late kickoff. Carlisle United 2, Swansea City, nil. Chelsea 3, Oldham Athletic, nil. Crystal Palace nil, Leeds United, nil. Derby County 1, Cambridge United, nil. Fulham 2, Newcastle United 2. Grimsby Town 3, Portsmouth 4. Huddersfield Town against Brighton Hove Albion, late kickoff. Manchester City 1, Shrewsbury Town 0. And there's that Cardiff City, Middlesbrough result just coming in. Cardiff City 2, Middlesbrough 1. Okay. So if you don't write a number down, please, to the following question How many of the 11 fixtures involved two teams? Who are still in the same league? <laughs> oh no! Right, I'm going to say the question again. Sorry. How many of the eleven fixtures involved two teams who are still in the same league? Okay. Question two: How right. many of the teams you heard began with the letter C? <laughs> How many of the teams you heard began with the letter C? Last question. Mm. How many goals were scored in the division? I knew, <laughs> I knew that was coming. I mean, his calculator. No. <laughs> of course you can't use a calculator. Worth a shell. Just after my earlier outburst, I just want to be sure. <laughs> Good point. I'll tell you what, Sam. Yes, you can. It's like, it's like going to find the clip anywhere. How many goals were scored in the division? Let me know when you've got all three answers. I'll remind people who are playing along at home. I'm sure on 10 talks of the three questions. How many of the 11 fixtures involve two teams who are still in the same league 
How many of the teams you heard began with the letter C? And how many goals were scored in the division? Okay, we're all happy with our answers. Yep. Yes. Oh, Dan. Yep. All right. First question. No, No. I would like you to say what your answers are one by one. So we'll go first to first question. How many 11 fiction involved two teams who are still in the same league? Dan, what did you say? Six. Cameron? Four. Ollie? Two. And Sam? Four. The answer is four. So Sam and Cam both get two points for your team. So it remains as it was. <laughs> the next one. How many of the teams you heard began with the letter C? Dan? Four. Cameron. Five. Ollie. Six. Sam. Six. The answer is six. So four points there get to Sam and Ollie. The last question. How many goals were scored in the division? Dan. Sixteen. Sixteen. Cameron. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Ollie. 22. And Sam? 22. 22. I'm changing to... It was indeed 22, which means Sam has got all of their answers bang on. (laughs) Very much fair play there. Uh, So 10 points there to Sam and Ollie and four points to Cam and Dan. The score is one round to go. Sam and Ollie on 31 and a half... Dan and Cameron, 20 and a half. 11 points in it, but 20 points available each in the last round. Which is the sprint finish. In your pairs, one of you must describe up to 10 things to your partner without saying any of the word or words in the phrase in 90 seconds. A point to you both for each one you get right. If you pass one, you can't come back to it. And you must go through them in the order in which I send them to you. Okay, so uh, Dan and Cam, you're up first because you're trailing. Who would like to be the describer and who would like to be the guesser? There's more chance Sheffield United staying up and us overtaking Ollie and Sam. I'll describe. You, you you're describing. So, Dan, I will oh. send you a list of 10 okay. football words or phrases to describe to Cameron. Right, Dan, I have just texted you the 10 things oh. that you are describing. You might pull a face at some of them. And I'm going to put a, what? A I don't know why. Right. So on. we've got 90 seconds in total. Nine seconds in total. It would, normally the round is on the real show 60, but I'm allowing for lag and the fact that you can't act. Well, you can if you want to, but I wouldn't. Um, Dan, are you ready? Cameron, are you ready? You know what you're doing, yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, you've got 90 seconds. Your time starts now. Sheffield Wednesday were beaten by Diame in what competition? Playoffs. Championship playoffs. Yeah. Correct. Playoffs. Owls. Owls. They've got an owl on the badge. Blue kit. Sheffield Wednesday. Owl on the badge. Blue kit. Oh, Oldham. Oldham. Correct. Arsenal went unbeaten for a full season. What were they called? Invincibles. Correct. Borough won which competition? Sponsored by, by uh, a, a, a drink, a, an alcoholic Carling. beverage. Carling Cup. Correct. With me with my girlfriend, I, I, when you're when you're 
Oh no, that's a bad way to do it. Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace old player, um, centre attack midfielder, um, scored absolute worldies for him. Uh-huh. Um, I'd say, no, no, no. I, I'd, I'd say if I was with my girlfriend, right, <laughs> she's probably above me. So I'd call myself. Oh man! It's a fair, it's a fair, there was a bit of laughing. I couldn't hear that. What Dan said. So there. He's so, a Crystal Palace centre attack midfielder. I can't think of who else he played for. To be honest, yeah, he scored absolute worldies for him. <laughs> um, and no, keep, keep guessing Crystal Palace centre attack midfielders, mate. No, off pass, pass. Um, the nickname for Norwich City. Uh, old Fulham manager. Correct. Three letter old uh, second name. What old say, Fulham sorry? manager. Three letter second name. Yeah. Three letter second name. Foreign. Um, yeah. Uh, European. Capacity, capacity. European. I, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Bournemouth Stadium? Uh, no, it's not Bournemouth Stadium. It's oh my god, pass seconds. Um, what 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 your legs? What guard your legs in football? Uh, shin pads. Uh, and you who's doing them every single time they play them? Oh man, oh, dear lord. Wait, why is Vicarage oh. again? Watford. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Watford. I thought I don't know why. Oh. So well done. Oh, so you got so you got you got playoffs, oh, Oldham, Invincibles, Carling Cup, Canaries, shin pads. You passed on Jason Punchin. Seriously, I could not think of anyone else. Oh man! Oh, yeah. uh, you oh, passed on Martin Yole, Martin Yole, uh, oh, and Vicarage Road. Vicarage, and then yeah. the one you didn't, you didn't quite have time for San Marino at the end. Unfortunately, didn't have quite time for San Marino. So oh, you okay. got six correct. Give you two points That's for each, one point each. Twelve points takes one to thirty-two and a half, which puts you in the <laughs> lead. <laughs> so you're in the lead by one. So you've got to hope that Salah get none of the none of these right. <laughs> uh, who's, point for each incorrect answer. who's guessing and who is describing? Uh, do, you have, do you have any personal preference, Sam? I don't think I'll know as much as you, so I think I should describe personally. Oh God, you put the pressure on now. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'll send these to you, Sam. Okay, you both understand the rules. You both know what you're doing, and you're both ready. Hmm. Nine seconds. Need one to win. Time starts now. National competition final always held in there. No, you, you said final. Next one. Oh, uh, Spotland Stadium, the team that play there. Mm, Rochdale? Yeah. Correct. Um, Juventus' nickname. Uh, the old lady. Correct. The, uh, the competition that sometimes Premier League players have to abandon halfway through to go and play. It's a uh, national. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Borough's, no- Borough's number five. Dale Fry. captain. Uh, Sam Marcy. Correct. Um, Southampton nickname. Saints. Correct. Old Tottenham manager. Uh, I think he followed Tim Sherwood. Villas Boas. No, maybe not then. Uh, I think he's Colombian or from around there. One day around Moss. Yeah, Correct. Uh, Blackburn Stadium. Scotland Stadium. Blackburn Stadium. Oh. Um, Ewood Park. Correct. Finishing the bottom three, you suffer from relegation. Team Correct. England beat 1966. West Germany. Yeah. Correct. With 20 seconds to spare, you unfortunately messed up on the first one, made for a little bit of drama. Yeah, sorry. Um, trying to describe FA Cup final, but he said the word final, so obviously that doesn't count. You got the rest of the nine 
All correct. So you get 18 points. So the final score at the end of the quiz. <laughs> Dan and Cameron, 32 and a half points. Sam and Ollie, 49 and a half points. Blood. The boys. So that's just about it for us this week. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Rematch Podcast as well as on Spotify and iTunes. But finally, what have we learned today? Well, none of you can recognise Rude Van Nistelrooy's voice. Ollie hates Smarties, but more importantly, he likes Sam because he's not Smarty. He can't count to 30. <laughs>